Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Tone Talk with Mark Who's Askin and, <laughs> and Dave Friedman and Punished with Questions. <laughs> I told you the story about Who's Askin, right? Did I ever tell you that? Uh, I think so. I think you did, yeah. Okay. All right. Then I tell won't me later. Through. I'll tell you later. All right. I won't go through it again. But uh, because, because we got to get people's questions right already. <laughs> right away. Right to the super chats. Um, I need more well, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a busy week, though, right? I don't you, know anything what you're talking about. Oh, you can't talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, we were at, we were, we were, um, well, we were doing, we were getting into some shenanigans down at Sunset Sound. So, and boy, does that echo chamber sound good. <laughs> really? <laughs> absolutely yeah that's unbelievable that's, that is so cool that you guys got to do that yeah i think i posted a picture of it somewhere mm -hmm. yeah of uh someone standing in it michael nielsen or something i think it was michael justin from two notes and mm -hmm. Pete. yeah and, so i don't uh, know what was happening with justin from two notes yeah have no idea although we <laughs> talked about it already in the show yeah <laughs> so uh but check out two notes. Some fun stuff coming. Yes. Um, I also wanted to revisit our last show. Dean just was so cool. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Dean, what a, what a great guy. Really, really nice. Uh, I'm so glad he was on the show. Um, and now they're going on tour. So everybody should go check him out. Uh, that is Dean from stone temple pilots. If you have no idea what we're talking about. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm, like I'm on a first name basis with him. Yes, Dean from Stone. Yeah, Dead me and Dean go way back. That's a cool. week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, just last week. Uh, Dean uh, and I go way, way back. Yeah, you guys like thirty. Uh, shoot, uh, too too far to count. So, did you originally just build that fry the 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 VHT with the the meter Demeter Dem Demeter? Thank you. There Thank you go. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you build that whole thing for him? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Well, I mean, he had started using it, just pieced together, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We we. I mean, it's a little foggy on the on the lineage. I think originally he might have had an Intellifex, and then later we upgraded to a Intelliverb. Hmm. So that's a little foggy because you know it it was like what thirty. Yeah, thirty years ago. <laughs> but the main the main DNA is the VHD the and the yeah. Demeter. So yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cool. Uh, all right, we're gonna get right into it. Andrew Paul, thank you so much for the super chat. This show is such a treasure. Well, thank you. I really thank appreciate you. it. Thanks, Mark and Dave, for being so given of your time and knowledge. Dave, with the supply chain being what it is and moving the facility, will the Wildwood Twenty still be available this fall? Uh, you know, timelines for amps, I have no idea. We're just making stuff as fast as we can. We, we hadn't actually been shipping anything for a while, although amps were made because we were waiting for like head boxes and Tolex. And the last thing we were waiting for, which we finally just got two days ago was gold, the gold piping that goes around the edge of the head box. <clears throat> can you imagine having like 200 amps sitting there done and not just having piping to finish them? 
<laughs> that's that's frustrating. That's because I mean I tested. I mean before we actually moved the facility, I mean I must have tested five or six weeks worth of amps, which is probably. I'm trying to think how many. Uh, there's a rack that I test of amps, so I'm trying to think how many are in a rack. Um, probably, you know, thirty to forty amps every time I test. Hmm. And you do that every so, week. Every week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or more sometimes if they're really good, get, mm -hmm. get really going. But um, yeah, thirty or forty amps. So you know, over six weeks, six times, let's say thirty yeah there's a lot a lot of amps chassis sitting done that haven't gone out yet so getting back to andrew and his question it's just we don't know i don't know theoretically yes it depends <laughs> <laughs> it's not so much it depends i I'm just, just don't have it, it's just like we're so back ordered so yeah. when when do those come about i, I I can tell you this, I haven't tested any yet. So, uh, yeah, fall, sure. Okay. Yeah. I think I I'll know better when I start seeing them. Yeah. Well, hopefully soon. Yeah. Uh, and Andrew, thanks for the super chat. Really do appreciate it. Uh, SWiz871. Uh, hey, fellas, Dave, I have the relocating, reorganizing. I hope the relocating, reorganizing is going well. Does the JJ100 Dirt Channel take pedals well? Even if it doesn't, I'm getting it. <laughs> I don't. Uh, it's hard to say what that means exactly. Uh, yes, um, but you know what? What pedals? <laughs> right. You know, like, do you want to boost it more? Is that what you're saying? If, if, I, please don't boost it more. But I mean, if you wanted to. Uh, yeah, it, it takes fine. It, you can uh, you, you can boost it. You're not going to get volume out of it, just like any high-gain amp. You're just going to get more gain or a filtered tone, so to speak, meaning <clears throat> meaning like if you use a tube screamer-style pedal, let's say, you know, that lops some low end off, tightens it up a little bit, and, you know, you can use the tone knob and generally use very little gain, and it's just, it just kind of, I call it filters, filters the tone slightly mm -hmm. differently. So, yeah, it'll work fine. Same as any of my amps. Here's a non-super chat, but good question. Perry, um, I'm curious what your answer will be. I know what mine is. Dave, I'm looking for a hum-canceling Telecaster bridge pickup with a P90 or humbucker sound. Any recommendations? <clears throat> um, yes. I'm pretty sure Fralin has something for you for that. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yep. Yeah. Lindy Freeland. I'm pretty positive he ported over what he does in the P90 pickups to, in fact, I'm pretty sure he has a P90 sounding Tele bridge pickup that's hum canceling. Pretty positive. So look up Lindy Freeland, go to his website. He has an amazing website. So it's really easy to get around on. Yeah. And if you want a P90, he has hum canceling P90s as well. Yeah, and they're probably the best in the business for that. So, mm -hmm. I got an overwound humbucker from them, and it sounds great in my star guitar. So. I, I, I basically think basically all his pickups sound great. Yeah, um, even the split blade ones, which are kind of a weird hum canceling design, but maybe they're not quite as traditional, but they still sound really good. <laughs> 
Mm. Yeah, he makes great stuff. Uh, Mike Simmons, thanks for the super chat. I'm sure you've had this question before. Was the Caswell modded Marshall significantly different from other mods of the time like Jose and Jackson? And Lee Jackson, we mean. Significantly different. Uh, all three of those were... It's it's all the same concept, right? So when when you're modding an amp, you're adding gain stages. It's it's and how you go about that. It's is your recipe. Um, significantly different. Well, yeah, I mean it's different choices of parts, different choices of stuff, uh, and all three of those are pretty different. So yeah, significantly different. Sure. But they might get, can get maybe similar sounds. Maybe not the Jackson, but. Okay. Was, what, is there anything different in the circuitry or the way that they approach the topology well, of, you know. It's, it's kind of all the same topology, but it's, it's just, um, just the parts they choose, how they cascade the stages together, how tight it is or how loose it is. Mm-hmm. It's their decision, their choice, their recipe, so to speak. I mean, it's like saying all pizzas are pizzas, but uh, is a Chicago pizza significantly different from a New York pizza? <laughs> it's still a pizza. It still has red sauce. It still has cheese, right? right. But they're pretty different. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> now hungry. Exactly. Now I want the Chicago pizza. Yeah. Actually, I, I kind of now I kind of do want Chicago pizza. I haven't had Chicago pizza in so long. You know, you can have it shipped from like Gino's or one of those places. We have we have a place out here that's pretty damn good. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't think of a place around here that has that. So, oh, that, I'm now I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> Craig Sheehan, thanks for the super chat. Can you describe Mick Mars rig during the Theater of Pain and, and Girls era, as well as Eddie's rig during OU812? Uh, great show. Okay. Um, I can't really. I have no idea about Mick Mars rig. I didn't. I didn't do it. So, from what I understand, though, it was a Jose modded Marshall. Um, during especially that era. I don't know. I don't know what year the Soldano came into the picture for Mick's rig. And how it's done in his rig, I'm not exactly sure. So I'm going to have to bow out of that one. Mm. But the two amps that he's used consistently forever are Jose Modded Marshalls and um, and uh, uh, Soldano, SLO 100. So, and now Eddie's rig during OU812. Okay, this is the Bradshaw era. So this rig would have been a stereo rig, and it would have been a um, one of various Marshalls. Uh, loaded down with a uh, resistive load box that Bob Bradshaw built. Um, run through his Bradshaw rack and then into an H&H power amp, into a couple cabs or maybe multiple cabs, depending on the stage and stuff. And he could cascade different power amps so he could have more power amps with different cabinets at different parts of the stage. And essentially, it's kind of the same stuff that was going on uh, during that era, there was harmonizers involved. There was two SDE 3000s. There was a PCM 70 involved. And then um, 
He didn't, you know, during that time frame, I, I don't think he had any pedals mm-hmm. up front. I think it was a guitar straight into the amp. There was no, he was not doing anything with phaser or flanger. So. Even in his solo? Don't think so. I remember seeing those rigs and there was never, it was, there was never, God dang it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't even know where my phone is. So, oh, well, um, <laughs> In a bag somewhere around here. Um, so yeah, so uh, I don't don't think so. Okay, maybe. I don't remember on that. Okay, and did Bradshaw tour with him during that time? No, like- no, 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 no. That was that would have been Zeke Clark. Oh, okay. So he was just he was. Working yeah. the rig. In fact, no, the Brad Broucher rig had no no pedals in it. Wow. At that time. Then some later rigs that Bob did then incorporated a couple pedals like the phaser and flanger and things. But that was later because they weren't doing they weren't doing any um old songs, you know, that required it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I guess that's true. During the Sammy days, they really weren't. So I don't know. It was live without a net. Ha- I don't recall live without a net having any phaser or flanger. Yeah, I think you're right. They didn't do Unchained. They didn't do, you know. Yeah. This guitar solo, I don't recall being that. I think it was just wireless straight into the amp and then uh, through the rack. There's lots of pictures of those racks. So it sounded fantastic. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, Show me that beast. <laughs> Five dollars. Uh, super chat. Thank you so much. Just watch Nielsen's best amp you can't get video. Uh, I have to ask, why not? Oh, I guess it's the uh, naked. It probably is the naked. Well, it's not in production, so to speak. There is a small production run that I'm going to do, but um, that has been painfully delayed. And I'm sorry for anyone. Oh, I didn't take anyone's money, but. <laughs> I, I do have a list of people that want these amps and, and I'm going to make that run, uh, for these people. Um, and, uh, and then we'll see. Mm. There's a, there's kind of a mystique about having something that you can't get anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's why I guess, um, yeah. Uh, Gary Miner said, just ordered the hum canceling P90 this week. It should be here this Tuesday. Awesome. Awesome. Good deal. Um, did I miss one? No. I, super chat? Yeah, I think I'm good. Uh, oh, no, there's one. You, there was another one? Yeah. Alex B. Oh, we're, I think we're seeing them in different orders. Oh. Um, did you want to get Alex B's? Uh, well, can you find it? Can you put it on the screen. <laughs> uh, I don't. It's. I mean, it's right at the top of the chat. I'm looking at. <clears throat> mm. No. Okay. No, I don't see it. Uh, then I'll do it. Uh, Alex B, EVH, and Steve Stevens, two of my favorite tones. 
<clears throat> you've been in the room with both. How much of their tones and guitar amp versus production qualities on top? Man, you know, it, it, it's just them. Them and their amp. Production quality. I mean, <clears throat> granted, EVH was captured incredibly well. Uh, and, you know, part of that tone was that chamber reverb out of Sunset Sound and and all that. But it's still, it's still the amp and the guitar, man. It's still the player. Uh, and the same goes for Steve Stevens. It's still, it's still the player in his hands. So. Yeah, he, you can tell with with both of them. There's just something about what, the way they attack the guitar, the way they play. Uh, it's in the hands. Yeah, you know. Um, some I all right. I see Alex B's question. Okay. Oh, well, now uh, you found it. <laughs> well, I found it in the, in the different uh, way. I found it a different way. Oh, okay. So, uh, and that's BV uh, messaging me. Yeah, I see. I haven't missed any, he said. So we're good. Um, so, well, there's a bunch up there still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're there. Don't yeah. worry. I'm just the way I'm scrolling. Right. I'm the way I'm scrolling through it. I'll get to them. Don't cool. worry. Uh, Dave, what's the story on the D Martini signature? Please take my money. <laughs> what, what story? <laughs> Maybe that's going to happen. I can tell you this, though. It's going to be an extreme. If we do it, it's going to be a extremely limited run. Meaning I'm going to do it out of the custom shop. So that means there'll be maybe 30 available. And they're probably not going to be cheap because I'm really doing it. I'm doing it. You'll see what I'm doing, but it's, it's pretty involved what I got to do. So. Okay. Well, put me on the list. <laughs> okay so i'm on the list i don't want i, I want to be on the list so <laughs> and 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 every you know i mean you know it's going to be kind of a thing where every amp signed by warren and it's going to be really sort of personalized so yeah uh, if if that winds up happening for sure but i'm, look, I'm looking for my wallet i'm saying if because it might not you know it's, this is not a confirmed thing yeah yeah makes sense makes sense but yeah take my money as well <laughs> uh you got a lot of guitars back there one one or two could go <laughs> that's true that's true uh, i would hate to i'd hate to do that though <laughs> kind of down to the ones that i really really love um Swiz871, thank you again. Uh, it's hard to find band members in my country. Should I move to a city like Nashville, LA, New York to widen my search or focus on an online presence? Oh, uh, boy. You sure you don't want to do something else? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, man. It's, uh, I don't know what country you're in exactly. So it looks like Australia, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's tons of players and there's tons of people in Nashville. Sure. I'm not sure what kind of music you're going to do. New York. I wouldn't bother with New York, New York mm -hmm. anymore. Um, LA, our scene is completely dead. So I don't know. 
I, I don't know. Natural, I mean, there's lots of players here, but I mean, I don't know if how focused it is on original stuff. You know, Nashville's rough too. So, yeah, yes, you'll have more players in any of those places, but. I think my best advice would be to have an online presence. Yeah, try to build something first and then see where you go, you know? And try to meet other musicians that way online. Maybe you can collaborate that way. Um, it seems to be the, the the better choice these days than relocating your whole life just to uh, chase a dream, um, which is possible. I mean, look, I did well, I, Let me tell you something, man. This is, I mean, like, you should make music for the love of it, okay? Um, any more chasing it for success and money and things, you're, you're, you got a real uphill battle there. It's tough. I moved to New York city, um, with two other guys and we slummed it in New York city for almost three and a half years playing clubs, playing uh, with my band. And, uh, and then after about three and a half years, I, decided to quit and come back and go back to school and go back to college. So yeah. I tried it. It was tough. And, uh, there were bands that were playing 10 years in the same clubs that I was. And I was like, yeah, this, this I don't know. It's, it's, you gotta love the music. Like you said, you gotta love it. Yeah. Anymore too. the business of music has changed so much. It's, it's not the traditional, Hey, I'm going to get a record deal and we're going to make money and this and that. It, eh, eh, it doesn't quite work that way anymore. Yeah, so online, I think, is the best way to go. Get a following that way. Or become a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Or even a plumber. <laughs> or electrician, yeah, exactly. It's, it's about the same amount of money. <laughs> they make a lot. <laughs> and they're always in demand, I'm telling yeah. you. It never fails. You you have constant work. <laughs> yeah. Cheddar Kung Pao, how are you, man? Hope you're doing good. Uh, Dave, how much do I need to PayPal you for a vintage Plexi prototype? <laughs> That's a load, loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a number. I'm sure there's a number. Oh, that's great. Um, well, hopefully it'll come down the line, the vintage Plexi. Oh, it's going to, for sure. Cool. Uh, when is Rich Ranking coming? Uh, hugs. Uh, thanks, Captain Sexy. Um, let me tell you when Rich Rankin is coming. He's coming September 25th. It's the day before my birthday. So, so when I forget, happy birthday now. There you go. <laughs> you, did, you did that last year, too. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I get it out of the way. <laughs> exactly. I can't blame you at all. <laughs> so the 25th on September, we'll have Rich on. Looking forward to that, too. My cousin actually is going to be ordering a uh, a James Tyler guitar. He's like enthralled with them. Oh, they're they're great. Yeah, that's what I hear. They're uh, expensive. Yes. Yep, they are. Uh, but I hear they're worth it. Uh, ben J two eight two seven. Thanks for the super <laughs> chat. Uh, <laughs> when I'm asked if Tone Talk is my favorite show, I always reply, "Well, it depends." Dave, had you have you tried the Marshall Vintage Twenty? I love mine. Uh, yes, I've tried it. I have one here that I'm going to do something to for someone. Uh, I think it could be a little bit better, but it's cool. It's neat for sure. 
Cool. Vinny just texted me. We made him hungry. He headed over to the Vong- Mongolian barbecue place. <laughs> he <sent> me pictures. <laughs> uh, how, how, how did you get Mongolian barbecue from pizza? I don't know, but we made him hungry. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Enjoy your meal, Vinny. Um, Scott Robertson, thanks for the super chat. Dave and Mark, great show. Can you provide insight to the small rectangular port on the back of the vertical two by twelve? Other designs considered. Thanks. Other designs considered. Uh, the vertical, the vertical uh, port on the back is something I ported over from the horizontal two by twelve, which is something I essentially stole from Highwatt from vintage high watt cabs or tried and liked. So we used it. Um, it just releases a little, it, when you, when you close in a two twelve, completely closed, it's, it's a little small sounding, a little boxy sounding. You just kind of release a little of the air and it works well. Hmm. So even if you're, uh, miking it from the front, it helps. yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just how the cabinet sounds. So I would on, on the, uh, Horizontal two by twelve. I remember I experimented originally with the that back and a just a solid back, and the solid back just sounded boxier and smaller. So, there was a reason. Think, what do you think of the Mesa two by twelves? Because uh, the little uh, horizontal ones. Yeah, the one I, I've got one upside down right here. They're okay. I mean, they they sound pretty decent. They're a little darker, a little mm. boxy, maybe. But they sound good. There's not, nothing wrong with them. Yeah, I've had this. Yeah, two by twelve for years. Yeah, it's good. I think it sounds fine. It's built like a tank. Yeah. Um. All right. Thanks for the super chat, Scott. Equinox, Dave. What setting settings are you currently using on your wet dry wet rig on the Roland SDE three thousands? Delay times, feedback, modulation, etc. Uh, no modulation. Uh, Screw you, code. Well, I mean, the delay times, generally speaking, 25500 or 300600 Uh Three repeats. Um, around three repeats for each side. Well, maybe a little longer on the short side. Um, so when you listen to it, you just hit you smack one string and just mute it and then you hear the delay and what you want to do is get it ping-ponging between the cabs and generally if you set both with only three repeats it sounds like the long side um you know goes to the right or whatever side it's on longer you know it like it kind of ping-pongs and then kind of trails to one side um if you increase the feedback on the short side some you can get it where it's more like even. Hmm. And then the mix is just to taste, you know, uh, on each side. You know, how much of it you want or how little. Now, you don't have that rig running anymore. Uh, no. But, I mean, I've done this a mil- million times. <laughs> right. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I'm just using less and less and less delay these days. So. Hmm. I love delay. I, I just, love. I like music. it, but I just like on subtle, not too much. On a little bit. Yeah, just to fill out the sound a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's you can overdo it really quick. True. <laughs> I probably overdo it. 
<laughs> uh, James Maxwell. What? Thanks for the super chat, by the way. What is the ge general wait time on a custom guitar? I need a hardtail Cali with no-ho frets. My wife loves how your guitars look the most, so I can, I can get how many I want. That's awesome. Hardtail Cali with no-ho frets. They're the same frets. I think maybe, is he talking about 20, 24 frets? Or, uh, uh, well, we don't do a 24 fret Cali. So. Cali, yeah. Um, same size frets. What's the general wait time? I don't know. I, you know what? I'd have to check with the guitar manager right, right now. Probably longer because we just did a big changeover. So, um, and I don't think the Cali is back in production yet. So, might be a while. Hmm. Six months. Wow. Right this minute. Right. That will that will get shorter. Is there anybody you can contact to uh to order, put put an order on one? Con I mean contact your dealer and the dealer can contact our sales department and find out what the deal is. Okay. Uh scrolling on down. Sean Tubbs. Sean Tubbs. How you doing? What's up, Sean? <laughs> I, um, That's it. I just build a good amp. That is all. You make great videos. You're a great guitar player. <laughs> um, super nice guy. Super nice guy too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and uh, what else can we say? He's got good hair. <laughs> you know. That's true. <laughs> That's true. He's, that's true. He's an attractive man. <laughs> okay, I didn't go there. But okay. <laughs> All right. I, I, I stepped it up a notch, but Sean's a great guy. Um, and I'm actually uh, going to see him. I like his brother, too. <laughs> I haven't met his brother, but I heard I heard yeah. about him. Yep. I, I honestly, I would have brought this up at the last show if I had known that Sean played with STP. Did you know this? That no. Sean played with STP for the Unplugged and for a live S SNL. Oh, he was huh. the other. He I played do know that guitar. now. Now that I'm now now that oh, I forgot, I had Damn. no idea. I was like amazed. So when I wa I recently watched it, and there he is. There's Sean. Just playing guitar. That. It's super wow. cool. Yeah. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about that now, and now I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. I, I had no idea. So, uh, Justin Bryant brought that up. And I was uh, like, holy crap. I was like, that's amazing. I remember watching that, like, on MTV. So that's super mm -hmm. cool. Sean, you're a great dude. Um, look forward to seeing you, man. Uh, Bubba Hotep, thanks for the Hotep. super chat. Hotep, thank you so much for the super chat. Nice one. Um, have loved watching you guys since the start. Love Friedman mods, amps, pedals, and guitars. Never stop and keep rocking on. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. Not that I have anything to do with Friedman amps, guitars, mods, or anything. <laughs> I don't do any of that, but that's okay. I'll still say thank we you. We do the show. Yes. I'll still say thank <laughs> you. Uh, L. Scott Music, how are you? Thanks for the super chat. Just hey, a little man. show show support dave if you made if you make a bass amp from the dirty shirley what would be the changes to make it work you can use it now as a bass amp yeah didn't michael nielsen do that 
in a video. Oh, he did the uh, the mini. Yes, he did. Yeah. But but uh, I mean, the big one. Uh, you can totally use it now as a bass amp. Just use it in the lowest gain setting on the switch. Maybe the low input, maybe not. And uh, just turn the master all the way up and turn the gain all the way down and just bring that up. Or if you want it more distorted, you can do that too. <laughs> right. It'll actually work really well as a bass amp. Hmm. I mean, That's it's cool. it's only going to have so much headroom and it's only going to be so loud. But yeah, work really good as a bass amp. That's cool. Thanks for the super chat. Oh, this is the Alex B question. Here we go. Yeah. See, now I got to it. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the super chat, Alex. Um, Leonel Hernandez, thanks for uh, mm -hmm. thanks for the question. Hey, Dave, what do you think of common amps? Uh, great train wreck style circuits, amps. I mean, really well built. No, nothing but good stuff to say about those. Sound great. Cool. Jamie Stevens, thanks for the super chat. Thanks for the show and info, guys. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. You know, I have a question for you. So there's this like mystique. No questions from you. Oh, I, I, I have to pay? Hang on, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I got to send some money. You got to pay yourself. <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with Cameron amps? Well, what do you mean? Well, you can't get them anymore, right? Um, nope. And they are they they've got this mystique about them. Is there anything like different about them? Any like in terms of uh, the way they it's um is it just the Jose? It's Mark it's Mark's take on uh uh various Jose mods. So it's it's a mark take on the high gain Jose mod. Hmm. Uh uh, very similar. I mean, but I mean, transformer selection, different things. It, it all kind of made his own recipe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's hard, you know. It's hard to it, it's hard to say with those amps because um, every single one he built was different, made with different parts and stuff. So I mean, there's some ones that sound really great, and some ones that don't necessarily sound as good as some others, you know, I mean, they might still sound good, but you know, it, it was just kind of like whatever parts sort of were on the floor at the time hmm. um, or what were available to them. Gotcha. Yeah. Mark's a good guy though. I mean, I, I wish he could, you know, make those amps and get them together for him, but you think that brand will ever re, uh, resurface? Good question. It might. Okay. All right. Uh, Dan Morell, two shows ago, you touched on ground loops hum. I've been going down this rabbit hole since. Can you go deeper on the topic? Starting with, does everything have to be in the same outlet or just the same circuit? It's hard to go down this without um, knowing exactly the setup. So, so I'll do my tagline. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> uh it it depends uh so uh i don't know what you have it's it's hard to go down this um uh everything should probably be plugged into the same source meaning it shouldn't like your well i don't know what you have but say one device shouldn't be plugged in across the room and the other device 
you know, plugged in on the other side of the room to a totally different plug, um, which is a good idea to have it all in one spot. And then, uh, and then as far as ground loops, I, it, I don't know the gear you have, so I can't really comment. So it's hard, it's hard to explain. It's when a ground loop essentially is when you have two ground paths. So like if something is AC grounded, like say you have a power amp and a preamp, and they both are AC grounded uh, through the AC cord. Then you tie them between them with the audio cord. Well, you have two ground paths that are tying them together then. So you have a ground loop then. So uh, some ways you, you could put an isolation transformer between them. Some, like, say, rack preamps have a... a a ground lift switch, which lifts the audio circuit internally from the wall ground. So then it breaks the ground loop. Other things that can be done is if you just had two items like that, you could put a ground lift on one of the uh, AC cables. It's still grounded because it's grounded via the cable into the other thing. That's not always the best choice to do. Um, in in big rack systems that I do, uh, how that works for me for me is, I every piece of rack gear that goes in the rack, the back of the ears get ground, ground down, and then every uh, uh, the whole rack rail gets ground down. Then everything is screwed tightly to the rack rail with the Furman, and the Furman is the ground, and then every AC cord is actually lifted. But that's a highly, that, that's something I know how to do, you know, properly and check for. So it becomes one unit. I'm building one unit then that's grounded one way, you know. Um, without knowing your gear exactly, I can't really, like, go into detail what's going on. You can email us if you want. Yeah. You know, even on, like, pedal boards, for instance, like daisy chains. Daisy, a daisy chain power supply um all the pedals are connected 9 volt via you know uh the AC but then there's audio cables too and that creates ground loops that's why we say use an isolated power supply then that breaks all those ground loops and it's only grounded through the audio cables mm. it's still great stuff great information to yeah. know yeah but if you want to email us um, Dan, let us know. Uh, Robin Hansen, thanks for the super chat. If I were to buy a Marshall 1987X, which is what I have right over here, I, whatever, I'm like, <laughs> I can't point to it right there. Um, yeah. what stuff would you do to it to make it sound more like an old one from 68 to 70? I guess that's your secret sauce. You can't really tell, but well, I mean, like, you know, the first, uh, the first thing is like the, the circuit has to be right. Um, so there's a few components that have to change on the board to make it like the lead circuit. Um, and then I have another trick that kind of warms up, warms it up some because the transformers in those tend to be just a little on the bright metallic thin side sort of. So there's a, there's a, a few things you can do to, to kind of warm that up and, and make it a little smoother and a little, little richer sounding. But yeah, that's the kind of the secret sauce so to speak mm -hmm. 
But if you want to send one to Dave, I can do it. Yep. But you're somewhere. I'm not sure NOK is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that is. But yeah. Um, but he can definitely help if you want. Or you can, it depending, or you can go to Dan Gower if, yeah. you're clo- if Dan's closer. Yep. Uh, Gonzalo Cordovas. Thanks for the super chat. Hey there, guys. First, a big welcome, Dave, to the rabbit hole world of Instagram. Oh <laughs> uh, well, that I mean, we've I mean, I've had Instagram with the Fried Friedman forever. You know, it, it's just that I just set up my own personal one because I just found that I wanted to take pictures of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to say much on there, but you're going to get some cool pictures. That's cool. Um, so you're actually running it or is it Dina? No, I'm, I'm, that's my own personal one. Oh, that's good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, what's the difference between an HBE, JBE and SS plus love the ass Dave show. Well, the HBE is an extra gain stage on top of a BE. The SS plus is essentially the same thing, but the gain stages are voiced a little differently. Um, and the JBE is a BE channel with a saturation switch, but a couple other things in that particular amp that make it sound a little different. There you go. Mm. Cool. Um, Robert Price, thank you. Will the Friedman AC30 style amp be PCB or turret board construction? Well, okay, so it it will probably be like a hybrid, like a lot of my amps are now. It's um, just a better way to do it, to be honest, um, because some components that I want to use are just better suited to be uh, PC board mounted. But all the all the pots, all the tube sockets, and everything will be all like hand wired. So uh, we're not like running a whole PC board with everything and running long traces or anything like that. It's basically, you know, the parts right to the pots, you know, but just an easier way to mount it. So it's a, yeah. making a turret board in large production kind of stuff is just dumb. Mm. No point. It serves no purpose. Right. Like you said, in large production. Yeah. Yeah. It just serve, it doesn't serve really any purpose anymore. It's just like you can you can you can make a a, a, a modern board. I mean, you're still using a fiberglass board, right? And so you, you have turrets and there's still like jumpers and stuff with wire underneath the board and things like that. So so essentially what you're creating is a headache for um well you're you're opening up the door for mistakes bad solder connections, you're opening up the door a lot, you know, for, for a lot of mistakes. And, and frankly, you can get, you can get the, uh, a PC board ver- version quieter and, 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 and better, and you can get parts closer to the source and it's just, it's better. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's, it's a high, a hybrid build like most of my amps now. Grind Tard. Uh, thanks for the super chat. Dave, what do you think of Chiox power supplies? Did I say that right? You did. Wow. 
uh, in particular, the DC-7 and its expansion modules? Uh, DC-7 is a fantastic power supply. It will literally almost power anything. Uh, I use it a lot. Um, I use my, you know, I basically, I use the, like for rigs I build, I use my own power supply. I use the chocks. I use the, um, um, what's the other one? The, the, um, wow. Mental block here. The, uh, true tone, um, CS 12, CS seven, CS six. Those it just depends on the application and what what is being powered and what I'm going to choose to use. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not uh, uh, DC seven though does like nine, twelve, fifteen, and eighteen on every output. So it's really versatile and really good and quite high current. So. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a great piece. Now that's the the future power generation series. Uh, so that's what you want from Chalks is the future power generation series, which is which is a uh, switching power supply. So it's world voltage and um, and it, low field hum, like mine or like ones mentioned. Mm -hmm. and, and Voodoo Lab has a new one too, which is a the same kind of technology. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. The pedal power three is great, right? Scott Miller, this this uh, caught my attention uh, because of the Kurt Mitchell. Dave, do you know uh, what Tom, Todd Langner uh, did specifically for on his Cascade mod for Kurt Mitchell's amps? He used in his instructional VHT VHS tapes back in the day. I do not know, actually. I mean, you can look up. Uh, I, I no, I do not know. I mean, there's there's some schematics floating around of some Todd Langner stuff, and I've worked on some Todd Langner stuff before. There's a lot of gain stages, generally speaking, in his his old stuff, like more gain than you can ever imagine. Hmm. I remember those Kurt Mitchell instructional videos. Do you remember those? Yeah, <laughs> they were they were funny, especially the Van Halen ones. Um, they were helpful to some degree. Uh, RDT275 thanks for the super chat I have an import GJ2 guitar and love it any chance of Dave doing an import line of guitars you know maybe someday uh, you know just it's it's just a way to get the prices down although you know to be frank prices of import guitars have gone up quite considerably um, because it's just more expensive to do everything now and uh, uh, yeah, if if it was right, sure. If it was right, have you thought about it? Oh, we've thought about it. We've even explored it a little bit. Hmm. I, I don't think the time's quite right yet, though. We'd build the brand more first. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Rob Simmington. Thanks for the super chat. Uh, love the show, guys. I'm looking for a Marshall-style amp to pair with my Rev F dual rectifier. I was looking at the Victory VX100, or would Dave recommend one of his amps or something else? Well, Marshall-style amp. So that I mean, like in particular, just that kind of tone. I mean, uh, couldn't go wrong. I mean, if the VX100, I'm assuming it's a hundred watt amp. 
I could be wrong. I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of wattage you're looking for. I mean, personally, I think my BE100 Deluxe does any sort of martial tones you could ever imagine. And, and, and I've actually compared it to the real deal. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never tried the Victory VX100. I haven't either, actually. They make no. good amps. I think they sound mm -hmm. good. Yeah. yeah. They make great yeah. stuff. Martin's a nice dude. Yeah. We had him on the show. Yeah. Uh, Manu 0777, 77777. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, thanks for the super chat. Hey guys, Dave, please. Uh, is that us opposite of double O? Well, now that's like seven. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> please tell us what are the differences between the 50 Deluxe and the 100 Deluxe in sound and under the hood features? Well, essentially, the 50 Deluxe, the, the main difference is that the clean of the clean is the clean channel. So the 50 Deluxe has our Buxom Betty clean channel, which is a, a Fender-esque style, sparkly clean channel. It's not going to break up. It's, you know, unless you're playing extremely loud. Um, uh, so if you want, really, the decision is if you want a really sparkly, beautiful Fender clean sound channel, the uh, 50 Deluxe might be a better suited. Uh, the 100 Deluxe has the Plexi Clean channel, and uh, it seems like uh, more people want that because they want a little bit of grit in their, in their clean. And uh, other than that, there's similar features on the amps, very similar sounds. So, uh, I mean, slight voicing changes, but, but basically the, the, the same kind of thing. So really the dictating factor is the clean channel. Mm. Okay. Uh, this question's for me. Pedro Delgado. Uh, Mark, I'm a lefty as many players, but to play guitar, Knopfler, Morris, more. if you start to learn today, what's your choice? Even if I started to learn today, I'd still go lefty. So it's more natural for me. And I'm just, that's just the way I hold a guitar. It's the way I've always held a guitar, Natu just naturally. So uh, I'd say if that's the way, and even for people who have kids, if they naturally hold it lefty and it just feels natural for them, I would just say go for it that way. If it doesn't matter for them, then go righty. For me, I was, I couldn't, <coughs> I couldn't even think about it. It's just the way it felt. So thanks for the question. Uh, Jordan Brooks, what are your thoughts on the Celestian Classic Lead and what other speakers could work with it in a 2x12 cab? The Classic Lead 80, I'm assuming that's what he meant, right? Uh, which I think is the Classic Lead. Mm -hmm. That's a cool-sounding speaker. It's a little scoop-sounding, but it, it, it's, it definitely sounds good. What could work with it? Man, I, I'm just going to say I don't know. Because I've never blended that speaker with anything. Hmm. Um, I don't know, maybe a Vintage 30. Maybe that's got more mid-range to it than the Classic Lead. Or maybe um, maybe even a Redback or something. That could be good because it's a little more greenbacky voiced. That might be nice. I'm taking a guess because I've never blended those speakers. Hmm. So I am that Mesa 
two by 12 that I have right here. Mm-hmm. I've got the, it's got a vintage 30 and the Alnico cream. Mm-hmm. Um, but I ordered a greenback. So that's why I was asking you about the greenback the other day. Right. Last week. So I think I'm going to take out the cream and put in the greenback in that two by 12. And then I was thinking about taking that Alnico cream and putting it into a one by 12. Sure. But that's, yeah. Like I have the, uh, the EVH one by 12. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about taking out that speaker. Yeah. Putting in the Alnico cream in there. Oh well, yeah, sure. Why not? That's, that would sound good. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, that reminds me. Um, under the video, guys, you should be able to see our store where we have shirts, uh, all kinds of different paraphernalia, masks. Uh, I, I got that stuff approved through YouTube. So if you guys want to buy anything, that, that can help the show as well. Um, so I know that the, in terms of larger sh- shirts, they're kind of out of stock on uh, extra large and extra extra large and stuff like that. Um, but some of the, if you go through the store, there's other different t-shirts that they offer, uh, that have our branding on it. So you can get that. Um, but I think I'm going to go ahead and make a shirt that says it depends. I'm going to have to, I have to design that uh, either we're going to have the tone talk logo on the front and that it depends on the back or what do you think? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to do that. I'm, I'll get that done this week. Wait, someone wrote me. Um, I'll look at that afterward. So, all right, but make sure you guys check out the, uh, the shirts and phone cases, masks. You want to get your girls, uh, you know, some running pants that say tone talk on it. You could do that too. <laughs> they had everything. I mean, it was, it was amazing. Who is that? Teespring or spring? Yeah, it's Teespring. Yep. Give them a little shout out. great because they have all the other uh, stuff that you want. You know, you, they have the, um, you know, all the stuff like they, you know, your, your, your glass, pint glass or, you know, your mm-hmm. coffee mugs and things yeah, like that. Yeah, they had the, the different pint. They had a little, you know, shot glass that you can have Tone Talk logo on it and all kinds of stuff. So check it out. Um, Deshaun, thanks for the super chat. Hello, Dave. What mods do you do to a Marshall SV20 and Origin amps? Do you mod Mesa's best speak? Uh, do you mod Mesa's uh, best speakers to pair with a Rectoverb 25 and SV20? Okay, there's a few amps, a few questions there. Uh, the Origin, I'm not really doing the Origins anymore. Um, yeah, I mean they, I mean the 20 watt came out pretty good, but the the other ones don't, and. Uh, Hello, John. <laughs> Camera's not pointed at you. <laughs> um, uh, so, okay, sorry. Uh, do I mod mesas? No, but uh, JT Amplification does. You should look them up on John. Uh, JTAmps.com. JTAmps.com. Okay. He just happens to work for me on Saturdays. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best speaker to spare to pair with a Rectiverb 25 and SV20. Uh, uh, best speaker to pair. Well, um, hmm, different. Um, hmm, 
Then the normal candidates, you know, uh, SV20, I would think more like the greenback kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, the rectoverb. I, well, here we go again. It depends on the sort of thing you're going for, but with a rectoverb, you might be going for a heavier kind of thing. Vintage 30. Uh, maybe a vintage 30 might be good. Um, or the classic lead 80. <laughs> right. Uh, um, I mean, uh, higher power stuff in a 112, you know, the, the, the red back is good, but it's, it's a little s smoother on the top. It's kind of more of a green back thing kind of sound, but kind of smooth on the top. Takes a little harshness out of things. Okay. Are you going to say something? Nope. Oh, uh, Timothy Pierce. What's up? Thanks for the super chat. Okay, Dave, now I have a real problem. A future possible Friedman or now a possible Warren D. Martini amp. I look like I like both options. I love the show. Thanks, man. Uh, well, I'm sorry. That's a hard one. Maybe both. <laughs> I, I would say you got to get both. That's that's the answer. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ethan. Hessel Schwert, uh, thanks for the super chat. Dave, have you ever considered a two-in-one Buxom boost and or putting the EQ switch on a foot switch? Yes, I have considered that, and maybe we could do that. Um, here's the real problem. You guys have to buy more of them. <laughs> you haven't sold a lot of those? Well, I mean, we we do sell, but I mean, on the scope of sales, I mean, it's it's not, um, uh, you know, it's you're not going to sell as much as a BE pedal or something, which continually sells ridiculous amounts. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, EQ pedal is it, it's great. Don't get me wrong. This is a, the greatest pedal, and we're trying to promote it some more so people buy more of them. But you know, I don't know. We sell five hundred a year or something. Wow, I, I, I would have thought more. Wow, five six hundred maybe. Yeah, we we would want it to be at least a thousand, kind of right, more. Right. So, so go out there and buy your bucks and boosts, please. It's a great pedal. It really it's the, is. It's a really great boost. I have a new idea for a slight different version of it, which I might pursue, and I maybe I'll pursue it with that EQ switch in mind. Okay. Um, the, tr the, the trouble is people generally want smaller pedals. So when you get to two switches, it's like, what size do, you know, are they going to be, you know, it, I mean, I, could I fit two switches on a very small pedal? I can, but I kind of hate that because it's too hard to have the real estate to hit those switches, you know? Okay. Uh, next question is tubelistic. Thanks for the super chat. Tube amp tech questions. When diming the master volume, the amp gets quieter and loses low end punch. Tone and power recover around three or four o'clock. Tubes test good. Orange valve tester. What could be wrong? Hmm. How about you tell us what amp it is? That would help. Um quieter and loses low end and punch uh well uh it could 
Yeah, I, without knowing the amp, it's impossible for me to answer your question. I mean, if it's an old amp, it could be you know filter cap issues. If it's, I don't know what amp we're talking. Mm. So uh, if you can answer, if you can uh, tell us that, maybe we can. Uh, we'll revisit the question. We can revisit this question. Yeah, I promise. Right, just to, you know, put it in the chat what what amp you're talking about and i'll come back to your question we'll okay. we'll watch for you yes or bv let me know if you see two ballistics answer and you oh can... it's a fortin mashuga oh uh okay when diming the master volume amp gets quieter and loses low end punch okay uh the master volume on a fortin mashuga is um pre-tone stack and and then there's clipping diodes so um oh, i have to ask why why do you want to dime it you know um i mean realistically i mean what could be wrong with it i mean it, it could be anything man it really could be anything it could it could be um Filter caps in the amp, which I doubt, though. It's a newer amp. Could just be too much gain shoving through the power section of the amp. Um, it could be the have something to do with the clipping diodes and that they're, they're just clipping and reducing the gain of the amp more. So could be all of that. I mean, I would think at 3 or 4 o'clock or maybe even 5 o'clock, it's at full volume anyway. Yeah, I would imagine. Maybe. Well, maybe not, actually. It also depends. In the end, I'm not sure what um, taper uh, volume potty used. So, yeah. Ask Mike Fortin. Sorry we couldn't help more. Yep. Uh, Peiko Casanovas, thanks for the super chat. Here's my $5, Dave. Thank, cheers from far away Switzerland. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Um, how much longer you got, Dave, by the way? A little while longer. Okay, you're good for like a, another half hour? Yeah, let me let me tell John something here. Okay. Hey, John. Yes, sir. Any of those boxes out there that say repair? <laughs> Robert okay. Lapham. Thanks for the super chat. What SIN 1 module for classic rock, Zeppelin, Rush, Boston, Friedman module, or Plexi module? SIN 1 module for classic rock, Zeppelin, Rush, Boston. Uh, actually, maybe the Dirty Shirley module. That would probably be a good one for that. Yeah, I would agree with yeah. that. Definitely. Over the Plexi, because, well, I mean, the Plexi's good. Uh, it, it, um, it's... Mm, not quite as classic though as the Dirty Shirley module. I think Dirty Shirley. Check that out first. Okay. Deshaun, thanks again. Hello, Dave. Forgot to ask. If I buy one of your amps, what is a good one to pair with a Rectiverb 25? Did we already answer that? Plexi and some modern Marshall sounds, pedals. <clears throat> okay, so if you want, uh, I mean, I guess the real question is, do you need channel switching? Um, 
do you you sounds like you wanted a little bit more vintage sounding so uh i mean they're not very available right now but like dirty shirley mini or uh the pink taco uh amps uh are cool um the uh jj junior amp is is great martyr yeah maybe jj junior can kind of do a little bit of everything with that mm. yeah yep got one right there yeah uh okay see where i'm at here john deshane how are you thanks for the super chat be 100 deluxe plexi channel set dead clean thoughts on using a revival drive compact to push it into sl 68 territory uh be and hb channel set for high gain sure why not yeah try it if it sounds good to you do it yeah so then you got you know three channels yeah you can do it. Looks good. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Rick seven seven one six one two. Did I miss your question? Did you send one in? I don't see it. I hate when that happens. Um, if uh, if you have a question, let me know. Let BV know, and we'll get it. We'll get it answered for you. Okay, I don't see it. Uh, Mike Corsick, thanks for the super chat. Things I've learned from Dave that have paid off: one, single channel amps rule, dirty Shirley; two, play with less gain; three, try using a lower output pickup for Friedman amps; four, use your volume control. All great <laughs> advice. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thank you, please. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that's good. I um less is more. I had no idea actually that the Phil X amp had a uh, Variac feature built into it. Mm, okay, it's not exactly a Variac. What it is is uh it changes the voltage to the whole circuit board from the power section, so it lowers or raises that voltage across the board. Which which changes the feel and sound of the amp. So, but it, it in essence has that same effect where it's making it saggier. And well, real in, in in reality, the the lower setting is more like the typical settings I would use in an amp, and the higher setting is more voltage, so it's bolder and more open. Hmm. So, it's it's amazing just varying this voltage that basically is from the phase inverter to the preamp. Of the amp, just varying that voltage has huge effects on the on the tone of an amp and a feel feel and tone of the amp. Okay, that's some of the stuff I fine tune when I do amp mods and things. I kind of dial things in depending on the amp and what the voltages are and stuff. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, so BV messaged me and said there's no link to the store under the window. Um, I don't have a link to the store yet, um, but it should be when they go to YouTube under our video, maybe after you watch it, there should be a yeah. store underneath it. So um, maybe it's not on the phone. I don't know how what, what you're listen, watching it on, but uh, there is a super chat from Rick. 
Uh, great show. I have a vintage Carlsboro 50 top amp. I live in Europe. My wall volt- voltage is 232, 235. Mm-hmm. My amp voltage can be set at 225 or 250. Which voltage should I choose? It's 6CA7 bias. He's asking also. 6CA7 bias. Uh, 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 I mean, listen to both ways. Hmm. Um, I mean, if you put it up to 250 and you're at 232, uh, it's basically like a variac dropping 18 volts. Um, could be cool. That would that would be like less hard on stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'd opt for that. Uh, if you the other way, you're you know it's what was it two twenty five? So it's uh, seven volts higher. And you're pushing. That's the greatest idea. That's like you know one twenty here when you got one twenty seven wall voltage. It's uh, it it sounds more brittle and brighter and generally not as good. So I'd so, opt. Yeah, yeah, I'd opt for the other. The 250. Mm-hmm. And in terms of biasing, he's saying 6A, 6CA7 bias? Uh, I mean, um, whatever you set it on, you should bias for that. And then 6CA7, I, you know, I don't know exact. You know, pretty much anything that sounds good to you between... Well, if you're using it in the variac mode, you can probably go higher. Um, without measuring what that plate voltage is, then I can't give you exacts. You'd have to measure the plate voltage of the amp and then and then calculate it. <coughs> so, I mean, thinking if you're using it in the 250 mode on that amp, it's going to drop. You know, all the voltages would be lower, so you probably can get it higher than 40 milliamps per tube uh most likely maybe go to 50 without knowing exactly yeah okay uh raf 513 thanks for the super chat i'd like to know about the validation procedure for uad's friedman plugins did he get the chance to test it and approve the final product of course i did a long time ago at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, of course I did. The validation. Uh, well, you listen to it. <laughs> uh, what I did at that point in time is I actually took the computer and uh, put the simulation into a matrix power amp without their emulation on, without the speaker emulation on, and AB that with an amp switcher uh to um the real amp and it you could get it to sound identical hmm. so that's how we did that okay harmonicaster thanks for the super chat will bad be making other branded mini amps i think there's been uh yes and I think there's been uh, leaks of some of that stuff out there. Uh, I think the leaks have shown up in Japan um, where there's a Bogner one. And I think they also leaked that on all on the social media, there was a diesel one. Mm-hmm. 
There could be others coming. Yep. Great idea. Alex B. Collect them all. Yeah. <laughs> nice and cute. Uh, Alex B. Just a ballpark in a home playing setup. How much improvement uh, in going from a Boss DD500 and Polera to something like an SD3000 and PCM7080? 10% improvement? 50%? Oh. Hmm. Well, I mean, you you are you are getting some really, you know, the DD five hundred sounds really good, and the Polaris sound. I mean, ten percent, maybe ten percent improvement, twenty percent improvement, ten percent maybe with the rack mount stuff, mm. maybe. Your video. Well, those, those two pieces are like you know some of the best, uh, pedal wise, I think, to do to mimic that stuff, but. Yeah. Okay. Your uh, your videos, I think your internet's a little slow. Really? Yeah, you were getting kind of grainy for me. Oh, that's weird. I don't I don't see it here. It doesn't seem to be any problem here. Okay. As long as it's work as long as it's working. Uh, combustion, thanks for the super chat. Is it possible to get the Razor mod on the BE100 Deluxe, or is there something coming in the future that would include that sound? Also, for metal, would an Alnico Cream or a Redback sound better in the 2x12, 2x15? 2x12, 2x15 at this point, are we're using two vintage 30s and the two fullback speakers, which I think works well because they uh, stopped making the other speakers that we were using. Um... Uh, Alnico Cream Reza. Well, he uses you know totally uh, the Alnico Creams for most of his clips. Uh, it seems to be a good speaker for that. Um, hmm. The B. Can I do something like that in the B one hundred Deluxe? I think I could. Sure. I haven't, but I I could theoretically. Okay, but if you want it with might be an issue if you want it to have the third channel also still. So. Why is that? Oh, because. Well, I mean, I could do it just like his where it's, it's, he's got a high gain and then a slightly lower gain version of it in the amp. Um, hmm. I'll think about that for a minute. Email me. Okay. This is another good idea. Where's the Punish Dave with Questions t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> keep them coming. We'll keep making t-shirts. This is fun. Yeah, I, I like that, actually. Punish Dave. Punish me with questions. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going to wear that, though. <laughs> I saw a t-shirt that said, fuck you, you fucking fuck. Oh, sure. <laughs> and I was like, I really want to get that, but there's no place I could really wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have that shirt, though. Um, okay. Uh, Ian LaHaye, thanks for the super chat. Dave, new to the amp building modding hobby, big fan of what you and others have offered the amp world. What M circuit? 
uh, should I start with? Love the show. Uh, oh, ampling my uh, what? Uh, what kind of Marshall circuit? Uh, I just uh, uh, whatever the kits are kind of out there, you know. JGM forty five maybe, or um, um, I'm sure there's some other ones. Maybe an eight hundred circuit or something. Okay. Yeah. Those are relatively easy. Well, I mean, no, they're more elaborate than, you know, like, you know, if you want to, if you haven't built anything, you might want to start even easier than that and build yourself a champ or something, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Dave, as you did with delay pedals on another show, can you list your top five reverb pedals? I realize it, realize it depends. Thank you for sharing your time and awesome <laughs> knowledge with us. <sighs> Uh, well, okay. This will save us. Uh, this will save us uh, from doing a show. <laughs> this will save us from doing a show. Although we have no pictures for any of these. No. Uh, so the uh, Digitech Polara, which I don't believe is being made anymore, uh, is great. It had all the lexicon algorithms. Uh, kind of paired with that was the older Hardwire Reverb, also, which was sort of the same thing. Um. Let's see. Um, so top five I can do here. So let's just call what I just said one. <laughs> uh, anything, any reverb from uh, New Neighbor are great. The Wet, the Immerse, those are awesome reverbs. Um, let's see now. Okay, that's two. Um, the, the Boss reverb. I like uh, no the RV five hundred. No, oh, I like uh, I like the um, Strymon makes some nice stuff. Uh, uh, I I sort of like the um, the one with the trem in it. Um, the there, I can't think of the name. The Flint. Mm -hmm. I like the reverbs in the Flint a lot. Uh, those are simple. I mean, it, it, are you going to do sound design reverb kind of stuff with, you know, shimmer and stuff like that? Or are you going to just do the basic stuff? So that's the question, you know. Mm. Um, um, so that's three. <laughs> uh, the, um, hang on. You know, this is, this is a, like, this is without me thinking. So, you know, I could forget some stuff here. Uh, you know, I do like, the old uh, Electro Harmonics Holy Grail. I think that was always a cool sounding reverb, and the flurb setting was really neat on it. Um, and for the expensive side of things, I would say the Chase Bliss deal with the fate, the the, the uh, flying faders and stuff. Pretty damn cool reverb. And that's just that pedals. I mean, and that's really off the top of my head. I might have like thought about this some more, but but um, those are those are my faves. Some of my faves. Okay, cool. Um, I'd save this from doing a top five show. So, um, let's see. Mark nailed the pronunciation of my last name. Now, how is that possible? 
I mispronounce everything. <laughs> but I got his last name right. So that's, uh, let's see. My thinking with the bucks and boosts is being able to switch between a rhythm and a lead boost without using two separate pedals. Yeah, sure. I, 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 I totally understand. Okay. So, yeah, see now. See now, Pete Thorne complained about the the uh, complaining about the video dropping out. Yeah, you're 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 blurry. That's so weird. Is, on my end, everything seems fine. Huh. Um, let me. I'm gonna check something. Let's see if this goes well. <laughs> I drop out completely. Well, no, it didn't go well. Okay. Well, uh, we, got a, we got a question for me anyway. Um, while you're trying, Jeff Rock, question for Mark. I've had to return three lefty Fender Pro 2s in the last three weeks due to faults. I've given up and ordered a Sir. Have you experienced QC issues with certain brands? Yes. Um, I'm not sure what it is with lefty guitars sometimes. I feel like they... Some companies don't um, have a lefty on staff or somebody who actually can check to make sure that the way a lefty is holding a guitar and playing a guitar, that it's actually set up right or that they check certain things uh, the way a, a lefty holds the guitar, uh, like the under frets that they're, that they're filed correctly so you're not scratching your fingers up. And yeah, I've... I've had problems. I, I don't know. What, I, I think a lot of companies should have a lefty on staff if they're selling a lot of lefty guitars to check them and, and set them up. That's my opinion. Yeah, our internet's screwed. Yeah. You're kind of blurry. Well, we're going to end this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're close uh, to the I, end. I have to go reset it all. So, Okay, we're close to the end. Um uh, what are your thoughts on modding a Nailer SD60 to add a clean channel? Well, that's what I originally did for Nailer um, when they did the Dual 60. So, yes, it can be done fine. Okay. Um, I think, uh, did you see Torrin's new Nailer that he got? Yeah. No, yeah, he, he, he texted me. Yeah, he was psyched. Yeah. Um, not the head, but he was happy with the combo. Uh, Chris Dice Art, thanks for the super chat. Help Dave bought a BE100 Deluxe from Guitar Guru Network, and shippers lost it. Can well, you get? Can did, you huh? get? Shippers lost it. Hmm. Interesting. Can you get him one for me, or drop ship it directly to me? Well, I mean, you know, we have orders, so we're gonna fill them. So that's what. We can do. I just that's all I can do. Hmm. I mean, you got to contact Keith over at the Guitar yeah. Guru Network. He needs to make that right for you. Um. But thank you for the super chat. I hope you get your amp. Um. I wonder how long ago you bought it. Uh. Let's see. I think that's it. That's all the super chats that we we've, we've that's gone it. through them all. And we've since them all. and since our inter my internet's shitting the bed here, so um, <laughs> we're, we're, 
we're going to sign off people yeah we'll sign off um thank you everybody please go to sweetwater click our link below and uh hit subscribe uh the next show is with johan sugborn and that's on september 11th awesome uh, can't wait yeah i'm looking forward to it so yep. all right everybody have a great weekend cool see you guys later thanks take care thanks Bye. for all the questions <laughs>